time for your Saturday morning coffee with Reese Boy. So wake me up when it's Boyd is on right now. Talk 94.5. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. It is your Saturday, October 28th. Thank you for joining us, sharing your Saturday morning with us here on Saturday Morning Coffee. I am, of course, Reese Boyd, local attorney here in town with the firm of Davis and Boyd, attorneys at law. I'm your host for Saturday Morning Coffee. Welcome to the show at Saturday Morning Coffee. We invite you to sit down, pour yourself a cup of your favorite coffee. Join us as we talk about the news, current events, everything happening in this crazy, broken world that we live in, everything that we think you need to know here at Saturday Morning Coffee. We're all about limited government, lower taxes, all the things that mean more freedom for you, more freedom for me, more freedom for all of us who are we the people. We've got a country to save, folks, and every Saturday morning it starts right here in this studio Thanks for uh, tuning in. Joined in the studio this morning, as always, by producer extraordinaire, Dr. Glenn Dye. Dr. Dye, how you doing this morning? I'm doing all right, Reese. How you doing? doing? How you doing? I'm doing all right, man. We got a speaker. We got a speaker. Holy crap. uh, Only three weeks, right? (laughs) Did you you bring any One Nation coffee with you this morning? No. Did you bring me some One Nation coffee this morning? I'm bringing you some One Nation coffee. I have some One Nation coffee in the car for you, so we'll uh, share that with you. Good. That way I can be drinking it next week when we're on the air. Yeah, I invite you guys to check out. And I've got some of my favorite Tanzanian pea berry on the way. We ordered some of that. uh, But invite you guys to check out One Nation Coffee, providers of fine coffees for us here at Saturday Morning Coffee, onenationcoffee.com. And every purchase you make uh, supports the One Nation Foundation which in turn supports veterans, first responders, and their families. So check them out, onenationcoffee.com, and use that Saturday morning coffee promo code, and you get 10% off your order. A lot going on, but, I'm, but Glenn, I'm drinking some of the mother of all blends this morning. It is it is uh, one of my favorites, one of my favorites. So, um, yeah, we've got a speaker. How about that? Yeah, how about that? It took it, long enough. It took a while. Yeah. It took a while. I'm still a little nervous about the whole thing. Oh, sure. It didn't. It wasn't pretty. I'm still wondering if if this really played out the way Gates thought. Matt Gates, yeah. of course, instigated all this by um, the vote of no confidence in Speaker McCarthy. So you really wonder what was up. If well, it, he, he voted for him, he voted him in. So. No, he did. But remember too that we came. It was like to me, it felt like a car that was kind of careening off the road, out of control. Mm-hmm. You know, for a time we were looking at not. Mike, what is Mike's name? Mike Johnson? Johnson, yeah. Yeah, it's so simple. That's okay, yeah, but if we don't know him. It's so simple. Yeah, yeah, we don't know the guy. Yeah. That's that's what's concerning. It's uh, it's concerning because we just don't know the guy. You know, for a time we were looking, it, it was just all over the board. There was a time when this guy was, um, is his name Emmett? I mean, who had heard of, not Emmett, Emmer? Tom Emmer from Minnesota? You know, they had the vote uh, just as recently, I think, as Thursday night. Wednesday night, maybe. Emmer secured 107 votes decisively ahead of Mike Johnson's 56, leaving Donalds and Hearn trailing with 55 votes apiece. Um, Yeah, it was Emmer, uh, Byron Donalds, 25 votes, Hearn, 25 votes, four voted present. So, yeah, you have to wonder, Emmer would have been a disaster. Mm -hmm. It wasn't Gates, supposedly, that did that. The question I have... We didn't get the speaker that we wanted, right? Right. And I'm, I'm, I just want to know what the reason is. Now, Gates has 
on record saying that it was all attributable to Speaker McCarthy. And Behind the scenes, mm-hmm. pulling the curtain, pushing the rides, trying to make things go a certain way. And wasn't it about spending that really started all this, that he wanted to— re- I think so. Kind of pull back think, some of the spending. And- I think speak. I, well, I think Jim Jordan rubbed some people on appropriations the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Seven of the original twenty-five who voted against him, the original gang of twenty-five, seven of those people were on the appropriations committee. Yeah. And I think I think Jim Jordan had said, "Look, we're going to get spending under control." Right. Which we have to do. Well, Glenn. we have to get spending under control. We cannot continue. To print money like and spend it like drunken sailors. Right. That's not working. Well, and uh, that was in the interview last night with our new Speaker of the House. He said that they were not going to do that, that they were going to pay for things through budget cuts. Yeah. That's exactly what he said. Oh, yeah. He wasn't going to have them printing up, you know, money just to pay for something that we don't, money we don't have. Yeah. And I know, and I, I know what he has said, and I appreciate everything that he has said. The proof is going to be in the pudding, as they say. So we're going to see what kind of speaker he will be. But I think thus far coming out of the gate, it, things look very good. They do look good. Yeah. 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 And so, but again, I'm I'm struggling with how you how the car is swerving all over the road and we go from a Tom Emmer to a Mike Johnson. Polar opposites almost. Almost. Right. Emmer was like a spokesmodel for a Soros-funded organization, National Public, National Presidential Vote, National Public Vote. That wanted to do away with the Electoral College. Yeah. I don't even consider, I mean, that would be a disaster, Glenn. Doing away with the Electoral College would be an absolute unmitigated disaster. Well, and and honestly, Johnson's um, comments yesterday about everything that he said with the interview with Hannity, I liked. I, yeah. I, I, believe, I believe him. I, I mean, he went back over his background, his family. I believe him, and I'm I, I'm going to put my faith in this, and hopefully this will work out great for us. But we're not really sure. And the fact that he urges caution when it comes to Biden's back foreign aid packages, mm-hmm. that right there, accountability. You know, yeah. he he wants accountability before we want to know where that other money went before we give you any more money. Yeah, we talked about that yesterday. I was with Nick on the um, on the Liz Calloway Morning Show. And yet, let's have some accountability for the what hundred and twenty billion yeah, that we've already sent to Ukraine. Yep. That frankly, we, we, there has been no accountability. Mm-mm. And so, it's one thing to say, "I want accountability," but it's another thing to say, "Let's find out where the money that we have already sent to Ukraine has actually gone." And also, Glenn, not just the cash that we have sent, but also the military equipment that we have sent. Some of that military equipment is, I've read, unaccounted for. Yeah. Where has it gone? If it's not in Ukraine being used by the people that we sent it to, where is it? We need to know that before we do anything else. And one thing that Johnson did say that I thought was very encouraging was let's decouple Ukraine. Yes. And other funding. Individual aid packages. Individual aid packages. If we're going to send money to Israel, which we should, let's send money to Israel. If we're going to send money to Ukraine— which he said, now, in an interview that he gave in passing in the hall, he made the comment that everybody supports aid to Ukraine. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's true. Mm, no, I don't. I think we're at a point now where a lot of us are questioning whether we need to send any more money to Ukraine, whether that's really in our interest or well, not. And the Biden involvement. You know, yeah. the, the, mon- the money filtered to the Bidens through Ukraine. Uh, Ukraine, I, I understand 
people being a little concerned about money going to Ukraine. Yeah. We are paying for, I honestly think the taxpayers are paying for agreements between Biden's and the Ukrainian government years ago. We're still paying for that now because well, money being filtered to and the Biden. point the point being glenn you could well be right i don't have any information that would prove that but i don't have any information that would disprove it right. and the problem is we do not know nope. we have not had adequate accountability in this area at all it's a joke and one thing i mentioned to nick anything a politician anytime a politician says there are just a few things that you can remark comments that you make that just cause you to lose credibility when a when a politician says we're going to get rid of fraud and waste mm-hmm. i always <laughs> tend to tune them out because i know they're pulling my leg yeah. you know the only way to get rid of all the fraud and waste inside the government agency x let's talk let's just say the department of education hypothetically because frankly it should go away but the only way to get rid of all fraud and waste at the department of education is to eliminate the federal the department, department of education, education yeah I mean, if you're talking about government spending, fraud and waste is just part of the territory. Unfortunately, my best friend works for the Department of Education in Washington, D.C. Yeah, well, uh, I best, hate that for him. I really do. growing up. Yeah. And hopefully he's on his way out to hopefully, retire. I've but, got friends yeah. who work in, I've got friends in high places who work yeah. in the government in these, uh, you know, administrative state uh, roles. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. yeah. But. If you really want to get fraud and waste out of government spending, unfortunately, you have to eliminate it. It's like Ronald Reagan said, if I've, the the nine scariest, what is it, ten scariest words yeah. in the English language, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. help. Yeah, <laughs> It's just part of the package. And so what you have to do is constrain government. The only way to win at the game, if, you want, if, you're, if, you're, if you're a believer in free markets and, and individuals having control over their own destiny and, and a believer in individuals having economic liberty, not just political liberty, but freedom over their, how their economic resources are directed, is you have to constrain government. You have to constrain it. Shrink it. It's like, it's like get the weed killer and spray it all <laughs> over it. It's the only way. Because the only way you get rid of, you're never going to get rid of waste and mismanagement completely. But you can shrink government and you shrink the, fra- the fraud and the waste that goes with it. So a yep. lot to talk about, folks. We're going to be talking to Ken Richardson, candidate for Conway mayor. Those of you who live uh, on the four corners of the fruited plain may not know about my hometown of Conway, South Carolina. But we have a mayoral contest in Conway coming up. On November 7, we're going to be going to be talking to one of the candidates, Ken Richardson, going to be joining us today. Also wanted to share with you some thoughts about some comments that RFK said and maybe talk a little bit about this government spending and inflation, Glenn, and the ongoing issues in Israel and the creeping anti-Semitism that we see on the left and in the Democratic Party and really in other places that kind of scare me. But a lot to talk about here on Saturday Morning Coffee. So stick with us. We'll be right back with Ken Richardson and more Saturday Morning Coffee. I'm Reese Boyd. That's Glenn Dye. Do not leave town. He's the captain of the football team. Folks, let me tell you about one of our favorite sponsors here at Saturday Morning Coffee. Of course, we're talking about Conway Ford. We love all our sponsors, but we especially love the fine folks over at Conway Ford. Conway Ford is your hometown dealer, winner of the Ford President's Award. You're always going to find friendly faces, great selection, excellent customer service, and the best buying experience around. They guarantee it. Conway Ford's uh, buying experience is better than their competitors, and you can count on that. They're so excited to finally have great selection on the lot, lots of uh 
Explorers, lots of Broncos, Bronco Sports at Conway Ford. They've got more than any other dealer in the area, and that's not all right now. They've also got Escapes, Edges, F-150s, Mustangs. So make sure you go make the short drive to Conway. Check them out. They're also now also offering complimentary pickup and delivery service for your service needs. So if you want the best possible service experience around, not just in buying your car, but in getting it serviced, you can find that at Conway Ford as well. It's Conway Ford, folks. Check them out on Church Street in Conway and tell them that Reese Boyd sent you. It's worth the drive. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. Thanks for joining us here on the show. We were um, talking before the break about the uh, speaker contest, finally having a speaker. So much to talk about this week. We've got that. We've got some interesting polling results, of course. Information from Gaza, in a lot of ongoing violence, attacks in the Gaza Strip, Israel's war with Hamas ongoing. Wanted to share some thoughts about that. We've got some very concerning it's unbelievable some of the anti-semitic comments that are being uh, made and discussed and that we're seeing in the in the streets people demonstrating against israel really hard to fathom and also uh, rfk robert f kennedy jr made some interesting comments about reparations uh this week did you hear about those Glenn? i did not not getting no. a ton of attention but... i tend to turn my ear away from reparations yeah it doesn't, it's, make uh, sense. it doesn't it doesn't make a lot of sense we'll have a little bit to uh to say about that so lots to talk about and of course we're going to be uh, talking to ken richardson candidate for mayor in conway you know Conway's my hometown, a special place in my heart always. We don't we, we don't live in Conway any longer, but Conway's my hometown. They've got a mayor contest coming up, so hope you guys will stick around and listen to uh, Ken Richardson. He's going to be on the program joining us this morning, as we said, so look forward to speaking to Ken. A lot going on in the world, and I am troubled, Glenn, about this ongoing, all these ongoing demonstrations that we're seeing on college campuses yeah. and in cities across the country, which are sort of indicative of ambivalence at best or sort of anti-israeli anti-semitic mm-hmm. uh, positions and of course we've got the hamas caucus in in congress and you've got people like ilhan omar and rashida Tlaib. rashida Tlaib, that that is a dangerous absolutely train of thought yeah. that has broken out in congress and it's it's really hard to understand glenn how so many people are being swayed by these arguments, I don't understand them. As we said on the show last week, I think it's there's just a basic moral judgment. We cannot, as human beings, sit back and watch other human beings uh, behead babies right. or rape women uh, indiscriminately by you know by the score. Well, the flags outside uh, of her office, I mean, shows she's an idiot. If you've yeah. got a Palestinian flag and a what do you it's uh, LBGTQ flag out. Sitting next to AI each other. Plus, plus, plus. Yeah, don't they? Doesn't she know that if you were gay in Palestine, that you would be thrown off of a building or killed? Yeah. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. She talks out of both sides of her mouth. Yeah, that is the uh, that's the miracle of intersectionalism. Yeah. And yeah, it allows them to uh, to make all sorts of justifications and compromises that don't make any sense rationally, but it really boils everything down to to one basic question: Glenn, are there 
two types of people in the world, according to that theory. There are the oppressed and there are the oppressors. And if you are an oppressor, you are a bad guy. If you are the oppressed, you are a good guy. And it doesn't really matter what you may think about other topics. Right. Those, are, those can all be excused because it all boils down to that simple dynamic, binary, black-white issue. Are you oppressed or are you an oppressor? And, and Jewish people not feeling good and comfortable on a campus. No, I mean, <laughs> I, and, I bet there's a lot of parents who'd be asking for a refund. And the and the and you you see these woke administrations, Glenn, downplaying the issue, mm-hmm. making it really, as you said, I, I would be uncomfortable having my kids in an environment where that sort of hate is is on display. And again, this is not a good trajectory that we're on. You, mm-hmm. As I I've got a, a friend who tells me often, play that movie forward. Where do we think this is going? Yeah. This from the latest Harvard Caps, this from Axios.com, latest Harvard Caps Harris poll found that a large majority of Americans continue to support Israel, 84%, and their response to Hamas, Hamas's terrorist attacks, 88%, but the views vary greatly by generation. The Israeli-Hamas uh, war is not an issue split by party but by age and by media consumption. Mm -hmm. That's interesting because these young folks, Generation X, Millennials, or not Generation X, Millennials, um, who get their, and Gen Gen Zers, who get their media from TikTok, Mm -hmm. have a very anti-Israel, pro-Hamas outlook, which is frightening. Glenn, there there is no moral equivalency in what we are dealing with here by any rational standard. But this Axios article continues, Gen Z is the most digitally native generation with one in five using TikTok for news and information. The hashtag, hashtag Palestine has received 40.3 billion views across TikTok, while hashtag Israel has had 35.5 billion and hashtag Hamas has received 5.1 billion. Both sides see social media as a hugely important tool for getting their message out but the the bottom line is glenn if you are gen z or a millennial you're sort of ambivalent about the whole israel hamas thing when you see video of hamas terrorists parachuting into a music festival and gunning people down or going into these little agricultural kibbutzes and literally kidnapping grandparents kidnapping mothers, kidnapping babies. How can you be ambivalent about that? How can you justify that? People say, well, it's the occupation. What are they occupying, Glenn? Well, look at Tlaib. She said that uh, they killed uh, for every one Palestinian, for every one Israeli that was killed, I think 18 Palestinians have been killed. Something to that effect. She was weighing the numbers, saying that it was, you know... Well, first of all, that's not true. Yeah. (laughs) Well... But, but she she was weighing it like it's trying to show that they're defending themselves, but they're the ones that started this whole conflict. Yeah. And I, I just don't understand her thought process, but she's obviously another person with mental illness in this country. Yeah. Um, that speech, if that's what you want to call it, that she yeah. gave about kids can cry, I'm yeah. thinking to myself, this woman is delusional. Yeah. The answer is simple. The question is answered by the following when you want to talk about moral equivalence and and by the way i think there were what 1400 i don't have the figures in front of me about 1400 uh, israelis that were killed on uh, october 7 mm-hmm. during the attacks round numbers i don't think we have final numbers 
And I think since that time, there's about 5,000, I think is the number that I've seen, that, that, uh, that they're claiming Palest- Palestinians that have been killed in the ongoing attacks from Israel into Gaza. But here's the thing, Glenn. Ask yourself what would happen if Hamas would lay down their weapons today, beat their spears into plowshares today, if they would lay down their weapons and say, we will fight no more forever today, what would happen? There would be peace in the Mideast, right? Because Israel would recognize their right to coexist as a people. There would be peace. If Israel woke up tomorrow morning and Benjamin Netanyahu says, we're going to beat our swords into plowshares, we will fight no more forever. What would happen to Israel without weapons? They would be destroyed. So there is no moral equivalence. Right. And I between think, these two combatants, if I you think, will. I think uh, Netanyahu will do whatever's necessary to protect Israel, yeah. and he does have nuclear weapons, like uh, somewhere between 60 and 400. Yeah, I don't think and it's going— exactly And sure. I pray, I literally pray, and I hope y'all are praying for Israel. I literally pray for Israel every night, and I pray that nuclear weapons do not come into the fray, Glenn, because I think we run a real risk of setting something off. Oh, yeah. That would be, at the very least, a regional war, if not something much worse. And, of course, we know biblical prophecy, if you want to get into that angle, is unfolding right before our eyes. There never have the nation of Israel was reconstituted in 1948. So Israel has come back into into existence as a nation. Now you have uh, Iran, Persia, lining up with Russia in an apparent... Alliance, the the whole Gog, Magog, prophecies that are in the Bible, they're unfolding. And so, I, you know, I'm not in the business of predicting, and the Bible tells us we will not know, that no man will know. It's it's unsettling because this is a very dangerous situation, and let's hope it's not the end of the world. But, you know, God's in charge ultimately. uh, But, yes, I hope that Netanyahu does not use nuclear weapons, but it will get worse. Uh, before it gets better. It will get worse before it gets better. But, folks, we have to stand with Israel. If Iran gets involved, holy crap, it's going to be terrible. Yeah. I mean, if they go full-fledged, they've already threatened us. And and you see creeping, and it's not even really creeping. It's more like a trot now. Mm-hmm. Creeping anti-Semitism in this country, which is extremely disturbing. Yep. As a matter of fact, Real Clear Politics has a poll out where, where Biden's uh, drop jo- job approval rating has dropped to 37%. With a disapproval rating of 50%. That's that's the Gallup poll uh, from just uh, a day, yeah, two days ago. Well, yeah. they're attributing that to his strong support for Israel. Glenn. I mean, uh, he, he's so, lost uh, 11% in the Democrats' side yeah. of that as far as support and doing a good job. So what we're seeing here is is a sort of a creeping slash trotting anti-Semitism that is very disturbing. It's right here in in America. And I'm like, y'all don't seem to get it. The, the writing is on the wall. This is a very clear, very clear question with a clear answer. A lot more to talk about, folks. Hope you will stick with us. I'm Reese Boyd. That's Glenn Dye. We'll be right back talking to Ken Richardson, candidate for mayor for the city of Conway on November 7th. Stick with us. We'll be right back after these words from our sponsors. Do not leave town. She's crossing muddy Find your 
Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. Thanks for sticking with us here on your Saturday morning. Right now, we're joined in the studio by one of our very special guests. Always love to have him on the show. Ken Richardson is candidate for the mayor of my hometown, Conway, South Carolina. Ken, thanks for joining us here on Saturday Morning Coffee this morning. Thank you, Reese. I'm glad to be here with you. Always, yeah, always. always good to have you. Now, you, you've been on the show many times. You have been the um, chairman. You, you were on the uh, Higher Education Committee, yep, yeah. and you were chairman of the O'Ree County School Board for how many years? Four years. Four years. Yeah. And then you had you were you ran again for office back when the uh, congressional seat opened up, but now you're running for mayor. So you've been on the show plenty of times. I always love to have you on the show. Well, thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, I, uh, uh, the the congressional race really woke me up. I mean, I hadn't had a whipping like that since the seventh grade. <laughs> well, it's like my mom used to tell me, Ken. <laughs> We all need a good whipping uh, once every few years. Well, as long once as, every few as, years, as, we as, all need one. Right. As long as you learn from it. And I, and I did. I learned, yeah. I learned a lot. Yeah. I didn't mean to touch a sore nerve. But, yeah. No, it's, no. I, and I've had my share. Of, of, <laughs> you have? I've yeah. had my share. Trust well, me. Well, yeah. Well, you know, actually, I, I've been kind of keeping up with it. Even though I didn't win the election, I've been keeping up with it. And, you know, I think Russell's doing a good job. I, I, I think he is. I, I, I really yeah, do. I think uh, he's. Uh, you know, he's. Uh, uh, I've been, you know, you watch his votes, and I've been wanting to critique him, but so far everything he's been doing has been pretty good. I don't, I, even, I, don't I, I, I am super impressed, and I share this with him often. I think he is doing the right things and saying the right things. And I would imagine it's hard to get in there and learn the ropes and absorb all the stuff and deal with the pressure that you know you're going to be subjected to. Right. And to do all that and to pull off any kind of meaningful contribution but he's doing great i think know? yeah i do too i think yeah. so i think so too so so you are running for mayor of conway and i think that election is coming up on the 7th 7th it is 7th uh, fact, of november uh, early voting is going on right now uh yeah i did reese i you know i retired uh from the school district in uh in december and uh of last year and uh last thing i ever thought was i mean i thought i was gonna be home doing my following mm-hmm. my honeydew list yeah <laughs> You thought and, you thought better. You thought better. Pastures was on the other side of that fence. I, I, yeah. did, I did. I did. But uh, but you know, you know, God sometimes He's got a way of of setting things up and you don't expect. And I think that's kind of what happened to me with this. Yeah. Well, Conway is. Uh, we don't live in Conway anymore. We live over on the the east eastern side of the waterway. We're we're uh, we're inlet people now. But Conway's my hometown. Very very near. Very dear to my heart. Always will be. So I follow uh, Conway politics to the extent that i can and i i think it's great that you're in the race it's just you and the incumbent mayor that's barbara right. blaine barbara bellamy that's right okay and y'all had a uh uh i wasn't able to be there but y'all had a forum this past week at, we, we uh, did we had a debate wednesday night at coastal yeah. carolina yeah and so you what was the what was the primary reason that that you said the lord led you to it which i appreciate that but what was the primary reason um, he's behind everything, but I mean, politically speaking, what was the primary reason that you wanted to get back into this, get back into politics and run for mayor? Well, actually, um, a lot of people don't know the story, but I, I really actually wanted to run for mayor about 25 years ago. I just, the only problem I had was, um, uh, I didn't live in the city. I lived mm-hmm. about a mile and a half outside of the city. Yeah. And, uh, you know, over that 25 year period, I never got annexed in. So I never had the opportunity, uh, you know, and then uh, it kind of worked out. Uh, uh, you know, we've been flooded out several times on our home and had someone come in wanted to buy my place, and we wind up moving into the city, and so things just kind of worked out that way. And 
And, you know, I, I've, I've been in some situations before where, you know, I've had people ask me. Uh, I was asked to run for the Board of Education. Uh, yeah. You know, I was the chairman of the board at, of Coastal Care. I mean, excuse me, Ori Georgetown Tech. Ori Georgetown Tech. I was the chairman there for 16 years and uh, and had some people come to me and ask me to run for chairman of, of the Board of Education, and I did. And uh, but uh, but nothing like this. Like uh, uh, you know, I mean, I've had a dozen people ask me before about running, but nothing like what's going on right now. I mean, I, I've I've had several hundred calls mm-hmm. about this. I think it's a it's an important time in our country where so many of our institutions, so many of our local, state, and city, you know, our our, our governments are just sliding kind of off the spectrum going the wrong direction everybody's going woke um and we're surrendering freedoms that we don't even realize we're surrendering and that's that's very yeah, troubling yeah well you're right reese and, and, and you know i get asked all the time you know people will say ken you know how, how did the country get in the shape it's in or, or how, how are how are some of these things happening and uh this is what i tell people you know it, this is exactly the way it happens it starts with a, a liberal mayor and uh and the next thing you know, that mayor, she's won over her city council. And then the next thing you know, they, they come in and they move over and they take over county council. Mm-hmm. Then they take over the state house. And next thing you know, you know, we got a red state that turns blue. Well, and so many times you hear people like I've had conversations with folks on county council before about various things, about money being spent for recreational purposes. And I think recreation is important, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's a responsibility of local government, city or county, to provide health club benefits to every citizen. That's right. just, that's that, not in the Constitution. That, that, that's, that's exactly right. And we have to be very careful when we put government in the business of competing with private entities that are trying to do the same thing and who we know will be able to do it more efficiently and on a better, cheaper, faster basis. Right. right. So what do you think are the biggest issues facing Conway today? Well, I, you know, one of the first things is, is would be, uh, you know, I, I would like to make Conway more business friendly. Uh, you know, it's uh, mm-hmm. I, I've got a friend over here at Myrtle Beach that uh, has been trying to get a restaurant in Conway for two and a half years and still hadn't got in yet. Uh, you know, it's uh, the, the, the the qualifications and restrictions are a little tougher in Conway than they are in the county. Mm-hmm. And and we need to be more business friendly. And uh you know, we got a, uh, there really is a great staff working over in Conway right now. I mean, uh, you know, they, I don't know if you've been over there in the last couple of weeks, but what they're doing over there right now, I mean, they've, 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 a lot of the fall festivals and the Halloween things that are going on and, uh, Halloween USA, or well, Halloween, well, South Carolina. Right. When yeah. I, I'm not, I wasn't big on that. I'm, yeah. st- I'm still not, I mean, I listen, I love the pumpkins in the trees. I think, yeah. it, I think it looks good. And, mm-hmm. And uh, and and I like bringing tourists over to you yeah. know that type of stuff. But uh, no, I wasn't real big on changing the name to Halloween. That type of stuff, you know. That uh, was that was a little bit over the top, perhaps. Well, it was. And uh, but you know, the big one of the biggest things that I'm seeing right yeah. now, uh, Reese, is that uh, you know, Horry County is the largest county in South Carolina, and it's one of the most conservative counties in South Carolina. And the county seat is Conway. But yet we got a liberal mayor in Conway. And well, that, that makes sense. That's an interesting point. You know, people keep saying that this is a nonpartisan election, but we've talked about this. The Democratic Party is sending out mailers or at least text messages yes. on behalf of the mayor. And I'm and I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute. This is a nonpartisan election. And, it, and in my experience, Ken, in the South, in South Carolina, 
when they say nonpartisan elections, what that generally means is is an excuse or an opportunity for Democrats to get elected. Right. Well, that's the truth. And and, and I'll tell you, you know, Reese, I, I knew going in, uh, you know, a zebra cannot change its stripes. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I, I've been a Repub- I've been a strong conservative Republican my whole life. And uh, and, uh, you know, when you talk about running in a nonpartisan race, uh, I've been telling everybody from day one that this is going to be the most partisan, nonpartisan race anybody's ever seen. Yeah. And, and, and I do believe that. Yeah. And it's been partisan. Yeah. And there was, um, I think um, there was a, uh, you mentioned the forum that y'all had this week. There's been some discussion about the, the proclamation, uh, right. the gay oh, yeah. pride yeah. Proclama- proclamation that the mayor did. And there was some discussion as to whether she, she had attributed that, I believe, uh, the quote was something related to hate crimes. Yeah, in she, Conway. Yeah, what she Conway said. Conway being a yeah, she, what having she a said, problem with hate crimes. Well, yeah, when, when she was questioned about it, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, uh, at, at the debate the other night, I made the comment that uh, you know, if she wanted to do this proclamation, I mean, she it's within her right. She's the mayor; she can do a proclamation. I just felt like on something this serious that she should have talked to city council more about it and got their input. Yeah. Uh, versus, uh, now she says she did not blindside city council, but I've had two city council members tell me that they were blindsided. They knew nothing about this until it had happened. Yeah. But, uh, but what I have found out is, uh, was it the proclamation or, but, or, and was it giving the key to the city to mayor Pete? Pete? Well, well that, now that was that that same thing. No, that, that happened earlier, but it that was another same type situation. Uh, She gave the key to the city to Pete Buttigieg, and uh, when she was asked about it, uh, her answer was, uh, well, I would do that with any dignitary. Well, the president of the United States was in Conway one year earlier. She didn't give him the key to the city. Yeah. You know, and then— I didn't even know Conway was in the habit of giving keys to the city out. I've never—I grew up in Conway. Well, I uh, I, I didn't really realize that either, and as a matter of fact— I'd never heard that in the past. uh, uh, You know, well— uh, if if it's something we can do, you know, stay in touch. You know, I might yeah. I might give you one. <laughs> I want one. Yeah, we'll take one. Well, I'll, I want to frame mine. I'll hang it here in the studio. <laughs> well, yeah, I think technically it may not be required by ordinance, and there may not be an ordinance that even deals with it. I would suspect there isn't, but it would seem to be something that you should discuss with city council. Uh, I'm, guys, I'm thinking about giving. Especially something that serious. And, yeah. and the thing is, you know, and this is where I think Barbara gets in trouble a lot of times is, when she starts trying to actually, uh, when they when people ask her why she did something, and she tries to give an excuse of why she did it, I mean that's what happened to her the other day. She said that well, I did it because crime uh, was running uh, rampant against gays and lesbians in the LBGTQ community in Conway. Yeah. So what we did, we we uh, did some research and we got 20 years of sled reports. And we found out there hasn't been one hate crime ever. Hit in the that last, bell. Ding, ding, yeah, ding. Yeah. In, 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 in the last 20 years, there's been, yeah. there hasn't that been was, one single crime against yeah. a hate crime in the city of Conway. That was the piece that caught my attention. Because yeah. when I read the quote that was attributed to her, and I assumed it was a, a proper quote attributed correctly. But when I read that, I, mean, I don't recall hate crimes against gay or lesbian no. and, 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 folk and, and, being and what, a problem it, in Conway, South Carolina. Yeah, I had a lady at the debate the other night that kind of jumped on me about that. And, uh, you know, but the thing is, I'm not making this stuff up. All I'm doing is I'm just I'm quoting, you know, what I'm hearing and, yeah. uh, and what I'm reading right out of the paper. Well, Ken, let me ask you this question. The election's coming up. 
on November 7th. What can folks do if they want to help your campaign, if they want to get involved? What can they do? Uh, well, uh, you know, what I tell them to do is, you know, the first thing is early voting is great. I mean, yeah. I, uh, we, my family, we went and voted last Monday. There was eight of us that went in and voted. We were in and out. From the time we walked in the building and voted and got back in the car, it was 11 minutes. you got to go to a, to the Election Commission. Election Commission to in 1515 4th Avenue in yep. Conway. And uh, is there a website for the campaign or email? Yep, or yep. It's uh, Ken for Mayor. Ken for Mayor. Yep. Dot. Uh, it's, it's just KenForMayor.com. KenForMayor.com. Yeah. All right. And, any any and, parting wisdom you want to share with the listeners this morning? Uh, yeah, I just, I mean, I need your vote. You know, uh, I, I had... Uh, um, Yesterday I checked the mail and somebody had sent me some money and money is always good. But you know, be honest with you, I don't need any more money for this election. I just need votes. You need there people you to get out and yeah, get tell it. their friends to vote and yeah. get out and vote. Yeah, yeah that, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if it, we're at a crossroads, if you want to see Conway go in the right direction, I'm your guy. Hey Ken, I just want to tell you, uh, thanks for throwing another log on the fire. You've always seemed to have a poker in the fire. Yeah, and uh, you threw another log on, and good luck to you. Thank yeah. you, thank you so much. You're, I you're appreciate it, You're a good man, guys. and you're genuine. I appreciate it, guys. And Ken, it is always great to have you on the show. Good luck in the race, and uh, we'll be looking forward to uh, a victory party in a couple of weeks. I so hope so. We sure we'll, hope uh, so. Ken Richardson, folks, KenForMayor.com. Check him out and do what you can to support him and. Y'all get out and vote. That's the most important thing on November 7th. It's Saturday Morning Coffee. That's Ken Richardson. I'm Reese Boyd. Stick with us. We'll be right back after these words from our sponsors. Don't leave town. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles, if you've been hearing the same old voice of the same old lies, if you're trying to feel the same old holes inside, there's a better life. There's a better life. If you got pain. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. I want to thank Ken Richardson for uh, joining us here on Saturday Morning Coffee. Great interview. Always enjoy talking to Ken. What a what a great American. Really is. Yeah, yeah. Really is. I really appreciate uh, him sharing his Saturday morning with us. Hope you guys have enjoyed the coffee. Glenn, I did not get a chance. First of all, we didn't even share the mailbag. I had a, I had some mail in the mailbag, Glenn, that we didn't even get to this morning. But the uh, mailbag address for the show, of course, ReeseBoydSMC at gmail.com. That's ReeseBoydSMC at gmail.com. So, Send us a note on the uh, Saturday Morning Coffee mailbag. We didn't get a chance to get to our drawing, but uh, next week we'll draw for some of uh, that fine One Nation coffee that we love to drink here on Saturday Morning Coffee. Promise that you we'll get it. has pro- in his truck for me today. Yes, that I brought some for Glenn this morning. We'll give you some of that fine One Nation coffee this morning. Glenn, y'all be sure to check it out, onenationcoffee.com, and use that Saturday Morning Coffee promo code. So much more that I wanted to talk about, Glenn. I, wanted, I guess we'll put it in the stack for next week. We didn't get to it last week. But, you know, RFK Jr. came out in support of reparations. Interesting uh, interesting article that was in my stack of stuff to review with you all. Pa- Pre- President Biden, of course, largely been silent on the issue. So RFK, who is now running as an independent, uh, has tried to stake out a position to uh, the president's left on the by using uh, the issue of reparations. So one of the things that I have encouraged people to think about we can't be one issue people. And I know there are a lot of folks on our side of the aisle even who were intrigued by RFK because of because he's talking some truth on on the vax issue. And he's done a lot of obviously research and 
knows the the vax issue knows where the bodies are buried so to speak he knows that issue but you can't let one issue uh, drive your thought process across the board and unfortunately rfk has revealed himself to be kind of the the flaming nut job nut bar factor seven liberal that he is reparations are just an awful idea uh glenn we've got to be doing things that unite this country not further uh, divide it but we'll talk more about that a lot to say about that but we don't have time to get to it today but do send us that uh, email folks reeseboardsmc at gmail.com and we'll enter you in the contest for more of that one nation coffee right now let me leave you with this bit of wisdom from the proverbs trust in the lord with all your heart lean not on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths that's proverbs 3 verses 5 and 6 you guys have a great week be blessed we'll see you next week for more saturday morning coffee Thanks for waking up with Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5.